At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook here in downtown Las Vegas. I am Scott Seidenberg, and this is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R, or all of us on the network at VSIN Live. Sunday night baseball in progress. What else were we to expect? Between the Yankees and the Red Sox, the Yankees jumped out to an early lead in this one, led 6-2, to two, then 6-3. to three. The Red Sox tied it in the bottom of the sixth inning and have taken a 7-6 lead as we head to the bottom of the seventh at Fenway Park. By the way, the play of the day today was the over nine in this game that has come through. Uh, but... I'm glad that the Yankees are playing right now because this is uh, a topic I wanted to get into as we are approaching the Major League Baseball All-Star break. And the All-Star teams have been announced in both the American and National Leagues. And to no surprise, Shohei Otani was named to the National, excuse me, the American League All-Star team as both a pitcher and a hitter for the second consecutive year. Otani gets the nod uh, voted in as the designated hitter and then gets named, uh, selected by Major League Baseball as an all-star, to as a pitcher. So there you have it. There's the AL lineup there, the voted in starters for the American League all-star game. Vladdy at first, Altuve at second, Devers at third, Tim Anderson of the White Sox at short, Judge, Trout, and Stanton, two Yankees in that outfield. Alejandro Kirk, the starting catcher for the American League, who has been such a revelation this year for the Blue Jays. And then the aforementioned Shohei Otani at DH. And uh, there's still a question about who's going to start the game as a pitcher. For me, it would be Shane McClanahan, who is the front runner and my pick to be the American League Cy Young Award winner. But Shohei Otani has been named as a pitcher and is making a case to get the nod in the American League as well. There was an interesting article today by Joel Sherman in the New York Post where he was giving out his mid-season MVPs. Uh, Not not MVPs. He was giving out his mid-season awards. And we're going to do some of this around the All-Star break. Give out my mid-season baseball awards. So the All-Star break is what? Next week or so. So we'll have the the 19th and whatnot. So yeah, we're going to do 
uh, my midseason awards, we'll call it like the Scotties or something, whatever, around that time. But Joel Sherman, longtime baseball writer for the New York Post, wrote uh, a good piece about his award winners. And it obviously stirred up conversation across social media, especially when he did not have Shohei Otani in his top five. Joel Sherman's top five for American League MVP, Aaron Judge, number one, Jose Ramirez of the Indians, number two, Jordan Alvarez of the Astros, number three, Rafael Devers of the Red Sox, four, and Kyle Tucker of the Astros, number five. For me, I would have replaced Kyle Tucker with Shohei Otani, and that would make up my top five. I'd also put Jordan Alvarez ahead of Jose Ramirez, but I would still have Aaron Judge first. And the reason I have Judge over Otani is kind of in part due to what Joel wrote in this article. And I'm actually going to reach out to Joel. We'll see if we can get him on this show the next couple of days or so. But um, he explained how it's hard to name somebody as the most valuable player in the league when that player doesn't perform well enough to save your team from a 14-game losing streak. The Angels came into this season with very high aspirations. With a healthy Mike Trout, with Otani doing what he does, with Rendon coming back into this season healthy. I know we got hurt again, but at the beginning of the season, I'm saying you had Rendon. And then, you know, Ward and Walsh and all the other pieces on this team. They felt really good about it. Like, really good about it. But then, they lose 14 straight games. Joe Madden gets fired. And this team right now is 38-49. and They have a minus 20 run differential. They are seven games out of the third wild card spot. And yeah, it's crazy because, you know, they added a wild card team now and they're still not even close to contention for the third wild card spot. They're 19 games back in the division standings. The Texas Rangers and Seattle Mariners ahead of them. It's been a disappointing season. And I get it. The guy has been um, a novelty. And what he is doing is unmatched. And I've made the argument that Shohei Otani is approaching LeBron James territory. And he might already be there now. And what I mean by that is... When LeBron James won the MVP award four out of five years, remember he won twice, then it was Derrick Rose won the award, and then LeBron won it back-to-back again. In the midst of those five years, the conversation surrounding LeBron was, "This this is ridiculous. He could win the award every single year because there's no argument against him. He's the most valuable basketball player in the world. 
And so rather than give LeBron James the most valuable player award every single season, you have to kind of differentiate it and you have to say, you know what? Are we going to give it to this guy who's clearly the most valuable player, if you're looking at the definition, valuable player in in, in the sport? Or are we going to look for, you know, the guy who's maybe the most outstanding and the most valuable on the best team, the guy who contributed the most to the winning team, right? How many times do you hear the term best player, best team? It's Sometimes it is that simple. But it's about the contributions that lead to the team's success. And yes, it's hard at times when it's a team sport, especially one like baseball. But if there's any team sport that relies on the individual more than any other, it's Major League Baseball. So the individual achievements should correlate to the team's success. I know a lot of times it doesn't. And we have given, you know, what was it? Uh, Felix Hernandez won the Cy Young with a losing record. And it happens. You know, the advanced numbers were just incredible. But the point I'm trying to make is that if Otani is an all-star hitter, and an all-star pitcher every single season, well, isn't there no argument anymore that every single season he's the most valuable player in the sport? Because just based on the definition of valuable by itself, a guy, one player, that does two things for you at an all-star level is more valuable than one player that does one thing. So I get it. It makes sense. And for everybody that has a ticket on Shohei Otani to be the MVP and is making this argument that I'm making right now, I hear you. But just like it happened with LeBron, I think it's happening early here with Otani. Now with LeBron, it's like he won a couple of MVPs and then everyone decided like, all right, we're going to start voting for somebody else. Otani just, you know, it was last year, and now all of a sudden it's like we're going to stop doing it now. So it's early for Otani. But with the team not being good, with him winning his award last year, maybe the novelty is worn off. Maybe it's, you know what? I get it. Cool. Like, you're going to do this every year, so that's awesome. And, and maybe one of these years, you'll pitch good enough to win a Cy Young. But unless Otani does things offensively that are far superior to the other players, I can't name him the MVP. Not when Aaron Judge is on pace to hit 60 home runs on a team that's on pace to win well over 100 games. Not when Jordan Alvarez is essentially the league's best hitter. Right? A 405 on base percentage. An OPS of 1.058. I, I can't do it. And yeah, Otani's got great numbers. But he's got 19 home runs. He's got an OBP, 342, 
I'm sorry, Joran Alvarez has 26 homers, 60 RBIs, an OBP of 405. Forget about Aaron Judge. Otani doesn't deserve to be ahead of Jordan Alvarez in the conversation for most valuable player. So I get it. I understand the frustration and for everybody arguing for him because he does two things at an all-star level. But this year, he does not deserve, does not deserve to be the MVP over at least two of the other well-deserving candidates. I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Get the latest from our friend Patrick Everson coming up next. This is The Look Ahead here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Yankees falling apart here in the... uh, Bottom of the seventh, Red Sox with a 10-6 lead over the Bombers. Don't worry, they'll still be in first place. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's welcome in now sports betting reporter Patrick Everson. You follow him on Twitter at Patrick E underscore Vegas. And Patrick, I, I let off the show talking about Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, Jordan Alvarez, the whole argument for the American League Most Valuable Player Award based on those that you've talked to around town here, what sense are you getting from the MVP market? Well, certainly, first off, Scott, thanks a lot for having me on tonight. I really appreciate it. And, and to your point, you can certainly understand the argument for a player who's going to be an all-star as a pitcher and for what he's doing on the offense, uh, offensive side as well with Shohei Otani. And it's, and it's showing up, uh, just, you know, the most recent numbers I've got, from BetMGM, and I'm sure some other books mirror this. He's a popular play money money wise at BetMGM. Uh, Otani is taking almost 25 percent of all dollars in the AL MVP market, and that's approaching twice as much as Aaron Judge, who's number two in money. So he's a popular. He's getting popular support money wise. 
when you talk about ticket count, Aaron Judge actually leads the ticket count, but it's really close. Aaron Judge is just slightly ahead of Otani, who's a little bit ahead of Vlad Jr., who's a little bit ahead of Luis Roberts. So um, those four, I mean, between those four, they're taking almost half of all the money, uh, half of all the tickets, I should say. But again, Otani is taking you know much more money than any of those four. It's uh, so it's so it's interesting. But I certainly understand your point with the season the judge is having and 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 continues to have, and the season the Yankees are having. I mean, they are running away with it. Even though, as you I think you noted, they're they're are they taking it uh, taking it uh, tonight, getting beat up a little bit. Yeah, it's eleven uh, six now. Yep. Yeah, it was just seven six last I checked. I hadn't had a chance to check in on that in a little bit. So, uh, you know, I certainly could see the case for Judge. And like I said, he's number one in tickets at BetMGM. He's number two in money. Uh, I just think Otani is kind of the, uh, you know, he's the, what he's doing is getting a lot of run, but is it enough to deserve MVP? And I, I certainly understand the argument you're making that, you know, I understand, as you said, the argument people are making that saying, yes, he's doing two things, which is very unique at an all-star level. But I think Judge is probably the play here and, uh, and it's, uh, but it is interesting the way the tickets and the money are running on this, for sure. I would think, Patrick, it's, it has a lot to do with also the pricing, right? I mean, Aaron Judge has been close to even money, if not a uh, a little bit mm-hmm. juiced favorite for so long now because of the right, start that right. he's gotten off to and that people are seeing Otani and thinking, hey, I can get a good plus money price on Shohei, so why not? That I would imagine that's led to the uh, the, the disparity there in um, in money coming in. In money. Yep, on both of those players. Absolutely. I think you're totally right. But, again, to your point on Aaron Judge, the largest liability in the market for BetMGM is Aaron Judge. Even though he's been at that short price, he's seeing enough tickets that he's, he's the largest liability right now behind the counter at BetMGM. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case elsewhere, especially you know, as we get into more as, as sports. But, again, I bring this up on almost every show I come on with, Beeson. And, again, I appreciate you having me on. As sports betting expands, and gets into more and more markets, you see more regional bias. And I'm sure up in the Northeast, mm-hmm. especially New York, which is a wickedly massive market, and they're doing a billion dollars a handle plus every month, uh, you know, setting records that are not going to be broken except by New York possible, or maybe California. <laughs> California gets in. I need to back up a second. Sometimes I have to slow my roll. I get excited, Scott. But when California jumps in, it could be a different game. But I guarantee you he's getting, you know, tickets and money hand over fist in New York. Even though, So even though that number is low, uh, that price is low, and like you said, it's. I think it's minus. I think he might even be like minus one thirty right now. Bet him, Jim. Um, he's still a liability, such as the number of tickets he's taking. We have the Vegas Summer League going on right now. Uh, the NBA rookies are front and center here in town, Patrick. And it seems with every game being played, the market is reacting by people betting on the NBA Rookie of the Year. Chet Holmgren has a great first game, and then he becomes the favorite. Paolo Boncaro has a great first game, and then he jumps up a little bit. Where's the market right now in terms of the NBA Rookie of the Year? Well, right now, and again, this is uh, this is coming from BetMGM uh, at the moment, and I've got a got a grid here I'm looking at, and also just uh, some standard numbers from here. But uh, Paolo Bancaro is the is the favorite, but he slid back slightly. He opened in the, in the three to one range, he's in the range of plus three fifty. Uh, Jabari Smith right there on his heels. Chet Holgram, Chet Holgram right there as well. Ticket count running a little bit different, and and money kind of running a little bit different as well. I'm going to get to that table here. So right now, the ticket count, thirty almost 38% of all bets 
at BetMGM are on Jaden Ivey, who's six to one, mm. and uh, and he's also taking twenty two percent of all money, a little over twenty two percent of all money. That's second in money. Second in ticket count is Holmgren. Half as many, less than half as many tickets. Jaden Ivey's got twice as many tickets as Holmgren, who's number two in tickets. However, Holmgren's taken a little bit more cash than Ivy has at this point. And, uh, you know, in Bancaro, the favorite, he's third, tied for third in tickets with, with Benedict Mathurin. They're both at 10% of all tickets. And he's fourth in money. So they seem a little bit more sold between tickets and money on Ivy and Holmgren than on, uh, uh, the, you know, than on Bancaro. And then you got Keegan Murray. This is really interesting with Keegan Murray. He's only taking 7% of tickets, but he's taking 24% of money. So, and he's, and he's only, he's moved slightly. It looks like he opened nine to one. He's in the eight to one range. Maybe he's a little bit shorter right now. I'm not looking at the, at the very latest update, but just the grid I'm looking at, but 7% of tickets and almost 24% of money is a pretty interesting dichotomy. And it puts him second in money behind only Holmgren and he puts him about a percentage point or so ahead of Ivy. So, uh, Bancaro is nowhere close to that in terms of money. And, and he's nowhere close to the three of those guys. All three of those guys are basically paying three times more money than Boncaro. Well, bon- I mean, uh, Jaden Ivy was my pick. So I like the fact that people are thinking the way I'm thinking, Patrick, uh, yeah, they definitely are. They <laughs> certainly are, especially in ticket count. He's a runaway. He's running away in tickets. And then, like I said, really close in money between he, between Ivy Holmgren and and Murray, although Murray's doing it on a lot less tickets, which is which is definitely fascinating. I think. Patrick, the uh, Open Championship is fast approaching. Tiger Woods had a practice round at St Andrews. Uh, maybe people are hoping that Tiger can get out there and make the cut and and do some damage. What do you got on the Open here? Uh, how what are people betting on Tiger? Who are they placing their faith in? Yeah, it's great that you led off with that. I didn't even have to lead you into that. You <laughs> let me into it. It's just. There's just something about Tiger and the public that they can't get enough, apparently. So I went back and forth uh, over the weekend here with Neil Fitzroy. He's a senior risk manager and, and an odds maker, a golf odds maker over at, at the Superbook. Works in, you know hand in hand with uh, with Jeff Sherman there. And right now in the ticket count for to win the British Open, Morikawa and Spieth are tied for first, and then next up. It's Tiger Woods. <laughs> I and I don't know, look. I'm not betting Tiger Woods, and I wouldn't bet Tiger Woods with your money. But it's it, he's still a popular play, and 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 people seem to think maybe he can get something done. He took the U.S. Open off. Hopefully, he can you know he can get around a little bit better at St. Andrews. We'll see. But he's second in uh, second in tickets, followed by uh, Rory, and then uh, he's not up there as much in money. He's got a lot of tickets, but he's not among the top three or four in money. You got Scheffler number one in money. Rory, number two, Kepka, number three. However, with his number being pretty long, as Neil told me, he said, look, we are a six-figure loser to Tiger on this tournament right now. And I'll tell you, I'm just going through looking, looking at, uh, I'm not sure what it is behind you, but he's 100 to one at Superbook. I'm sure his odds are comparable at Circa, if not even longer, because Circa is, is very diligent with their golf odds, as is the Superbook. So, uh, he's still a hundred to one, even though they're taking a lot of tickets. Uh, the Superbook is not swayed that the Tiger is going to be in contention this week. That said, if he is, six-figure loser behind the counter. I know he's not going to win, Patrick, but <laughs> I'm going to place a little bit on him because I don't want him to win and then have everybody celebrating and then me being the one guy that didn't cash in on it. So. <laughs> Even if it's a little bit of Starbucks money, if you will, on uh, on Tiger to win it. 
Yeah, I'm more of a hashtag Chili's money guy, but I know where you're coming from. I don't. I think it's worth you know. You put five or ten or twenty bucks or whatever on it at a hundred to one. Just uh, just uh, you know, if you one off, you you luck out. I think it's. I, I can so I can totally see your point of view on that, and I think it's a lot of others' point of view too. That that you don't want to be the one who gets left out if somehow Tiger puts together a really solid four days at uh, at, at the birthplace of golf. Uh, I can I can just expanding on this a little bit more. Uh, John Rahm opened the favorite in December, ten to one at Superbook. He's down to he slipped to sixteen to one. Rory opened fourteen to one. He began the favorite in late May. He's now ten to one. Um, and that's gonna and that's gonna draw Patrick. We're running out of time, but that's gonna draw a lot oh, of people. Gotcha. Rory, of course. But I always appreciate the time and the conversation. And we'll catch up again soon, Patrick. Thanks, bud. Absolutely. Have a great week. This is the look ahead. You're on Visa. All of our podcast options. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zin Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zin Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joining us now, the race and sportsbook director over at the Rampart. He is Dwayne Colucci on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne. And Dwayne, watching this Sunday night baseball game, the Yankees and the Red Sox got a good nugget for you here, courtesy of Katie Sharp, who tweets out that this is the first time this season the Yankees have allowed 11 or more runs in a game. They were the only team in baseball that had not allowed 11 or more runs in a game until today. That says more to me about this Yankees team than all the offensive accolades, Dwayne, is the fact that no one is scoring against them. Scott, you look at it, 182 run differential, a positive. (laughs) So the Yankees are just, right now it's ridiculous at 61 and 24, a 718 win percentage. And it's incredible the way they're playing. They're just like a machine. And they have 43 wins by multiple runs. So they're just covering the run line like a machine. And they don't lose many games. They're getting really solid pitching. And that's surprising, even though tonight they gave up a season-high 11 runs. Eventually, you got to come back to earth. The Red Sox have been playing a little better. But the division lead is so substantial, it's hard to imagine that the Yankees are not going to be playing you know, deep into October and uh, maybe after. So, you know, 34-9, and nine, Scott, that's amazing. And just, uh, I can't believe how well they are playing because they do have some holes in their lineup. Definitely Hicks has improved, but Gallo has been a minus. Rizzo was hurt the last few games. Judge definitely came back down to earth, but he's definitely having an MVP season and great coaching all around. I got to say the Yankees are by far the front runner and definitely attracting massive action at the Rampart and South Point to win both the American League as well as the World Series. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because there was a time, and it was for – 
you know, maybe the first two months of the season where the Yankees were not the favorite to win the World Series. It was still the Los Angeles Dodgers. Do you foresee any circumstance the rest of the way in which the Yankees will not still be the favorite to win? No, definitely not, Scott. Right now, the Yankees are three to one. The Dodgers are about four and a quarter to one, so plus four twenty-five. But the Dodgers definitely have an easier road, I think, in my heart. Well, they don't have to play the Astros. <laughs> well, that's definitely that's right off the bat. But they've been there and done that, and they definitely have. Solid pitching coming out of Gonsolin now all of a sudden. They're getting great hitting, as they always do. Mookie Betts is just a fabulous talent. We know how good this guy is. And as long as the Turners, uh, you know, compliment him, the Dodgers are definitely a force to be reckoned with in the National League. But that's, uh, you know, the other side of the league, Scott. So definitely you have to go through the Astros if you, uh, you're the New York Yankees. And the Astros are playing great. They played well against the Yankees as well as the Mets, who are on the other side. And the Mets are a front runner in the National League with the Dodgers. So I think the Astros are, are really coming within themselves. They're 4-1 to one to win the World Series at the Rampart in South Point. Yankees are 3-1. to one, And like I said, the Dodgers are slightly above that so the Astros have definitely proven themselves despite all that parody you know the banging on the drums whatever the cheating they're definitely right there Dusty Baker knows how to manage this team Verlander having a fabulous season and it's going to be interesting to see if the Yankees can stay healthy Scott Uh, you know Aaron Judge has to stay healthy Giancarlo Stanton known to be injured but he's been solid this year and uh, it's going to be great What about in the National League, the defending champion Atlanta Braves? They are creeping up there with the New York Mets. Their odds to win the division right now are as short as they've ever been. And there's a chance before we hit the All-Star break that this team winds up in first place. How will their odds adjust should they overtake the Mets for first place in the division? Well, they're 8-1 to right now, and they're only a game and a half behind. And they're definitely a good strong team and they're getting healthy now but the Mets have played without the Grom Scherzer has just come back definitely they're playing at a a good level I would say Scott I mean if you're not playing with uh, I gotta say three top pitches because you also lost McGill Mm -hmm. they're definitely the front runner still so Atlanta is playing well they're expected to be there that's my perspective as a bookmaker because they won last year. The Mets are the surprise team, 6-16 win percentage, and Atlanta thrives at home. They're somewhat suspect on the road, even though they're 22-17, and 17. so I think the Mets have yet to play their best baseball. Atlanta 8-2 and two in their last 10, definitely proving now they're winning and it's going to be pressure on the Mets, but I think the Mets are the better team in the long run. Talk to me about the Open Championship. Uh, are you putting a little bit on Tiger Woods here? <laughs> oh, definitely. You know, everybody talks about Tiger. I love the guy, I got to say. The guy is just, he comes through time and time again. He might not win, but you're getting some action. I mean, especially at Circa with those inflated odds. I believe we have him at 80 to 1 at the Rampart in South Point. So, you know, definitely take a chance. Anything is possible. There's going to be, a, it's going to be a great, competition. I believe McElroy at the Rampart in South Point has taken a lot of action. I can't believe it. He's down to 10 to 1, Scott, and Shifley naturally. And, you know, uh, we have a few other guys that have been under the microscope. Scheffler, 
14 to 1. He, we're taking action on him. So it's going to be great. I love these golf tournaments because it generates handle, especially out in Summerlin, Scott. You know, my neck of the woods in Las Vegas, everybody loves golf. I'm surrounded by golf courses at the Rampart Casino, and everybody loves the action. Cameron Smith, Fitzpatrick, 20 to 1, Smith, 25 to 1. We're getting great handles. So uh, I'm going to put down a little on Tiger and a few other golfers. I don't have a, a distinct person that I like, but I'm going to take Cameron Smith on a fly. I like this guy at 25 to 1 at my shop. And I'm sure you can find 30 or maybe 35 to 1 around town. Have people been hitting Tiger? Like, if Tiger does miraculously win this thing, would it be a crushing blow to the book? Yeah, well, we protect ourselves. I mean, my, Chris, myself, we know what Tiger action is about. So we don't want to get, uh, you know, in a Las Vegas Golden Knight first season liability type <laughs> situation. So you know how it is, Scott. We got to protect ourselves. Uh, Justin Thomas said his swing is as fabulous as ever talking about Tiger. We know he's up against it, though. That leg injury, a lot of injuries, his back, everything working against him. This is a fabulous field. I definitely think he has a chance, but it's such an outside chance, and we will not face a huge liability at the Rampart in Southport. How, uh, how has the Vegas Summer League action been? Oh, solid, definitely. You know, uh, everybody's interested once the games come here to Vegas. And definitely when you have teams like the Knicks that are really excelling and, uh, you know, you have some uh, added handle from my perspective and a lot of interest that uh, you, you watch these rookies, you want to see them develop. And especially out here in Las Vegas, there's several venues. Tickets are cheap, so people tend to dabble. Let me, uh, while I still have you, the NHL draft was last week. Your Canadiens, with the first overall pick, did not take Shane Wright, the Canadian center. Instead, they went for Slavkovsky, the winger from Slovakia. What? 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 I don't know. You're the fan, Dwayne. Tell me about your team selection. Yeah, I definitely think it was a smart selection. We have guys like Shane Wright, Caulfield, Suzuki, etc. So you need a big presence like a Chris Kreider type to fill in in front of the net. And this kid definitely, he was the uh, Olympic MVP. So I definitely think this kid is going to be an added addition. Plus, he will play at the NHL level a lot quicker than Shane Wright would. We don't need guys to develop. We need impact right now. Definitely to compliment Jake Allen, Carey Price, Cole Caulfield, and uh, our new coaching staff. I think Martin St. Louis is definitely knows what he's doing, and we will develop. We have LeCavalier upstairs now. So I think the Canadians made a really good decision. You, uh, you saw Shane Wright fell to number four in yeah. the draft. The Devils were set. A lot of teams were set in what they needed. And Montreal needs a presence in front of the net. That's what we lack. And I think it's a smart decision. I think we're going to be moving forward, make the playoffs this year, and definitely have impact. I mean, you're talking about an NHL Finals team, Scott. Two years ago, we made an impact, and Caulfield, uh, once you know the coaching staff realized and brought him back up, he was phenomenal. He scored like 23, 24 goals in 50-some-odd games. You well, know the talent level there. We will see if they turn it around quickly, Dwayne. Appreciate the time, as always, my <laughs> friend. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Scott. There he is, Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's a look at here on Visa.
on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today, and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a final at Fenway as the Red Sox defeat the Yankees 11 to 6. Back and forth affair. It was 6 3 Yankees early, and 11 uh, 6 is the final. Uh, other finals here from a full Sunday of Major League Baseball the Baltimore Orioles are absolutely rolling. They are rolling. The Angels are going in the opposite direction. The Baltimore Orioles won their eighth straight game, beating the Angels 9-5. And they completed a 7-0 homestand. It's their first four-game sweep of the Angels since... 2003, and the Orioles had not won eight consecutive games in a season since April 22nd to May 1st, 2005. It's been that long. And let me just say something. It was one of the biggest regrets that I have not making a bet because at the beginning of the season I said my one of my favorite win total bets was the Baltimore Orioles over I did not bet it the Baltimore Orioles are 43 and 44 I believe their win total was 61 and a half Baltimore 62 and a half They need 20 wins to go over their win total. 20 wins. They've only played 87 
games. Think about that. They have 75 games left to win 20 to exceed their win total. This is, I think this team is going to be the team that exceeds their win total by more than, like they're going to have the biggest margin. They're going to have the biggest discrepancy between their preseason win total and their finally, final season wins. Like maybe there's a team, maybe like the Angels, who had a high number at, where were they? You know, 83 and a half. Maybe they don't, you know, right now they're 38 and 49. So maybe this is a 70 win, you know, 70 something win team. So that's a 10 game difference. And I think Baltimore is going to shoot past this. Baltimore is going to be like an 80 something win team. They might be like an, they're an 80 win team, 82, exceed their win total by 30 games. I mean, this is just incredible. Incredible stuff that we are witnessing. Uh, we'll recap a little bit more of this as we get into the All-Star break. Going to do a bunch of stuff around the All-Star break in Major League Baseball, including give out my midseason awards, take a look at every single team profile as we are at the, you know, I, I know we're technically past the midway point because the midway point would be, you know, obviously 81 games, you play 162, so we're past the midway point already, but in terms of the All-Star break, breaking up the first half and the second half, not calling, you know, I know it's not technically a half, but that's what you call it. We'll assess each team at the break and go through what their preseason win total was to where they are and if there are any adjusted win totals that have been posted here in town. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air. Keeping uh, going through the rest of the Major League schedule here for Sunday. The Braves beat the Nationals in 12 innings, 4-3. to three. As Atlanta now, with the Mets losing to the Marlins 2 nothing. And uh, Sandy Alcantara, again, pitching a gem. Dude goes out, seven shutout innings, six hits allowed. He walked one batter, and he extended his shutout streak to 19 consecutive innings. Uh, So with the Mets' loss and the Braves' win, Atlanta right now is a game and a half back of New York for first place in the National League East. I talked about this last week, that now could actually be a time to buy in on the Mets, not the Braves. And the the, the theory here is if Atlanta does surpass the Mets, the odds flip, and you're getting the best price on New York that was ever offered. And this is a team that has won 53 games right now despite losing Max Scherzer for an extended period of time, despite losing Tyler McGill for an extended period of time, despite not even having the best pitcher in the world, (coughs) excuse me, not named Sandy Alcantara, in Jacob DeGrom. And so when the team gets healthy, you're going to have a top of the rotation with DeGrom and Scherzer, and who knows what additions they make at the deadline because they have an ownership that is willing to spend money. I think this is a buy-low team. 
And even though it's not like they're playing poorly, because of how red hot Atlanta is, with the market shifting on the Mets, I think it becomes a buy time on the Mets. I wouldn't do it now, though. I'd wait a little bit. Now, the Mets and Braves play a pivotal three-game series beginning here on Monday. Even if, worst-case scenario for this philosophy of, of waiting to bet the Mets, to bet the Mets, worst-case scenario would be the Mets sweep the Braves, right? If the Mets sweep the Braves, they extend their lead to four and a half games, all of a sudden the odds completely shift and you've lost out on value to bet the Mets. Not necessarily, because the Braves will finish up the first half with four games against the Washington Nationals. And so even if they get swept, let's say, by the Mets, I, I think they'll sweep the Nationals and and maybe gain one or two or three of those games back as the Mets, after the Braves series, will take on Chicago for four games, the Cubs. So, Or the best-case scenario for this bet, Braves sweep the Mets. If the Braves sweep the Mets, they are no longer the second favorite to win the NL East. They are the favorite to win the NL East. And then you get the Mets at plus money, maybe like plus 120, plus 140 to win the division. That's a bet I would make. Again, as of right now, Braves are two are one and a half games back. They're 52 and 35. The Mets are 53 and 33. Value is going to be on the New York Mets to win this division. Elsewhere on the schedule, the Reds beat the Rays 10-5. Royals 5-1 over the Guardians. White Sox 4-2 over the Tigers. The Pirates beat the Brewers 8-6. That was one of our plays today, as was the first five under in the Mets game, which hit was 0-0. The Cardinals avoid the sweep. They beat the Phillies. That was another one of our plays. Uh, as the baseball card on the VEASAN Best Bets page went 4-0 today. Uh, Astros beat the A's 6-1. Dodgers 11-9 over the Cubs. Rockies over the Diamondbacks 3-2. The Giants a 12-0 route of the Padres. And the Mariners beat the Blue Jays 6-5. You know, and of course the Red Sox Sunday Night Baseball beat the Yankees 11-6. That was our top play of the day, the over 9 in the Yankees and the Red Sox game. There's a lot to digest as we head to the All-Star break. Uh, Jordan Alvarez of the Astros is going to miss some time, but it's just going to be this you know last stretch this week here before the All-Star break. Then you get the All-Star break. You get a little extended time. Uh, I'm going to go through some of where we are in Major League Baseball and uh, give you some thoughts as we approach the All-Star break in a matter of days. Well, a week. I'm Scott Sadenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN. It's the Sports Betting Network. This summer. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.